Well, it looks like he rolled a natural 20 on his perception <laughs> roll as the dumb barbarian, and the DM was like, okay, f- it, here we go. <laughs> oh, I love it when you give me my intros, Alec. Welcome to the What's Everybody podcast. We fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, that, go ahead and hit that follow, like, subscribe, bell notification, all those fun things that you should be doing if you listen to us, like listening to us. We appreciate it. If you're new, welcome. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2. Um, yeah, it was long. My goodness. Like two what was movies. Our, what was like total runtime, JJ? It was four close hours. to four hours. It was right? an hour and 32 minutes and then two hours and 22 minutes, I think. Jeez. So, so my first question is, why? Because they can set up however they want. Why not just make it into four or five episodes and and they just went into the basically like a two movie thing? I was just curious why make that decision? I have no idea. And I was wondering the same thing. I was even wondering that during the first half of the season. And it's like, we had seven, we had almost like... And there were lengthy seven episodes, most yeah, of them. I think we had like nine hours, almost nine or ten hours of content in the first seven. So I'm like, there's a full season right there. And I feel like the first half could have been a full season by itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, have, I see no reason... And I don't know, it's a double-edged sword because I won't say that I didn't enjoy the last two episodes. I just feel like it was an odd choice to have 14 hours of content in a season. I, I don't feel like it was necessary. I don't understand why the decision was made to do that. I don't know if it was a Netflix thing, if it was a Duffer Brother thing. I don't know. I'd be interested to know why they decided to do it that way. But I feel like it was unnecessary. And I feel like, to be honest, it took away from both halves of the season for me. Because it was just a lot. Like, I, I mean, we even talked about it in the first half with, on the podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it. There's my shameless plug for the night or for the day. But, um, I, yeah, I just feel like it suffered because of the length. Like, I'm all about more and more and more. But. I also feel like I have a hard time sometimes getting through a movie that's two hours and 22 minutes long. And I know it's a movie and it's designed to be a movie. And while this show in a lot of ways can be converted to that, I wasn't prepared for a two hour and 22 minute final episode. Yeah, because it's a TV format and it, I think it suffered, but that maybe that's just me. What do you guys think? Go for it, Alec. I could have comfortably cut out about 35 minutes from that last episode because the amount of times it faded to black. I was like, is it done? No. Okay. Is (laughs) is it done? No. Okay. And it just kept going and going and going and going and going. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, Because I felt like a lot of it was needless filler and, you know, setting us up for the the final season that's coming, um, which I feel like you could do in a trailer and give me 35 minutes of my life back. Yeah. But yeah, it was long, too long. Like the buildup, 
Dude, the the Vecna part in in Ellen Vecna fighting, like I I quite liked all that, but it was those after scenes, as Alex kind of alluding to that. I think sometimes where you have too much creative power in the Duffy brothers, and maybe people can't just tell them no at some point, where less can be more. Uh, I would just think after that fact, it just dragged on a little too long because they knew they already had a season five. So because of that, I think that's what contributed to a lot of this. Oh, we can bridge the gap into this next one but they it, that's what warned me and uh because there's a lot of these last two it's i dare call them episodes last two <laughs> movies i feel like i should say that were pretty compelling to me um in a lot of ways but i think the how we got to the finish line i felt like we were like uh dustin limping along <laughs> um by the end there and it's like yeah maybe maybe we could have done it a different way because it was just so for our listeners, obviously this came out. Uh, we're, this today is Saturday the uh, the second, and this came out yesterday on Friday. And so you can imagine, we had to cram this all in a very condensed period of time because we have jobs and lives and to do this and then come record Saturday morning. It was a uh, endeavor. We do it for our fans, <laughs> uh, but definitely it was a little grueling. And I still just don't understand why. They could have released, they could have taken like two episodes from the first half and packages as its own separate season that they could have released later this year and had another whole marketing buildup and things like that. And it would have probably been fine. I just, I, yeah, it would have been interesting to be in that room on why they made the decisions they did. Yeah. I, it feels to me, to be honest with you, kind of like a, the decision that was made for HBO and in, in the final seasons of Game of Thrones, like they, the, it feels like the Duffer brothers might be ready to move on, and and maybe not because they've announced that they're working on some spinoffs for once the actual oh, really? core show. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe not, or maybe that's the the thing is they're just ready to tell a different story, and and so they've tried to cram as much as they can into getting it done in his you know, in two seasons instead of what could have been four. Because to be honest with you, if I'm a showrunner and I want a guaranteed job, uh, Netflix is never going to tell you no for this show because it continues to get the ratings. I think for me, I would have taken, because we had the three, I guess four major sections of this movie with Hopper and and the, the Russia piece, you got the California piece, um, you got the Hawkins piece. Yeah, I guess you got two separate pieces of Hawkins or in that area, but you could have made three seasons to get us to season five, right? So you can have the California piece and then have the Hawkins piece and have the Russia piece and all of that has its own eight-episode season and then you bring it all together in a final fifth season. And you could have, like, we had enough content for that and who the hell knows how much they left on the cutting room floor? You know what I mean? So I feel like it was one of those things where, like, we have all this story we need to tell and bring everybody back together from where we separate them from season three. And it's going to take us forever, so let's just hurry up and make a bunch of long episodes instead. To me, I'm like, why not stretch it into Because I'd watch it. I mean, I might bitch and moan about a little of it, going, man, this is kind of light on content. But... I think you could have fleshed out some of the stories a little bit more because that was my other problem is for as long as it is, there are certain pieces of it that felt super disconnected and rushed. 
Like, especially the Russia side of it. Like, Yeah, like Russia. I wanted to ask right now, JJ, because I was a little tired watching. That was where I was really going through some difficulty pushing through last night is why did they go back into the prison to it was, did they make a decision to help L? But how did they exactly know what was happening at the same time because they were in Russia? I was I was just confused about going back in and, and fighting the the demigorgons and demo demi dogs or whatever. Well, because they had assumed that they were because they're not stupid. They know these they know these kids are going back in. They were given the the word from the, the doctors, um, lady the her government his government agency person that she said that they're all going back in, they're going to fight Vecna or whatever. Oh, Cause they talked on the phone. Yeah. That red phone. <laughs> Don't die. That's right. Okay. That that's the part I forgot. So it makes more sense cause they wanted to, they felt like it was a hive mentality and hurting those would hurt. Yeah. It would the weaken the overall. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it didn't, it didn't, I don't know. It was kind of a meh. Yeah, but that's, I like, I thought, I was thinking back on it as I was watching the last episode last night, and I guess early this morning, and realized that the whole Russia thing, as much as I love Hopper, he's probably my second or third favorite character. Like, he's one of my favorite characters in this show. He was my favorite. And I feel like Russia was so forced to make sure Hopper was in it. I don't think Russia, the whole Russia storyline wasn't necessary at all. In fact, I would have preferred them letting us think Hopper was dead for this entire season and not have him in it. And then in the beginning of the fifth season, he shows up. Or, yeah, they could have had I mean? then one, one or two episodes solely on that journey to get back and taken all that crap and condensed it. Because if you look at probably total runtime for Russia, probably I could have turned it into like two episodes. And that would have yeah. been boss because he comes through the door with L and they're sitting down and then you roll into next season then boom go back to that and you're like so this is what Hopper went through would have been awesome yeah would have been amazing I but yeah but as it as it stands like I could have done of all the things that I had to watch for 10 hours I was like I cut Russia out because it didn't add anything to me other than it had Hopper like that was it and it had Enzo the cool new character he was cool i mean i liked i enjoyed the dude from game of thrones being oh. in there and what's the karate guy i've always forget his name with the glasses oh, murray uh, murray yeah i quite liked murray i'll say but it was just all it just didn't fit like i got the california storyline mm-hmm. um they made it work enough where that made sense to me and even that at times kind of pulled me out but that one it, it made sense in the plot and i got it and i was like all right like but the russia one really pulled me out just really I think if I was saying the, the worst part of the season for me was that, and it hurts because Hopper's my favorite. Yeah. But honestly, when this all ended at Hopper, I was like, yeah, I think he's kind of lower in my mind right now. But now that he's back, I think he's going to be the, because he just wasn't the Hopper that we knew in Stranger Things. He was just kind of a shell of himself in Russia. And um, I, I just didn't enjoy that. Yeah. The biggest shock of this entire episode was that the peanut butter smuggler was a decorated war hero for the Soviet Union. Yeah. Yep. I I was gone after that. I was like, my man, my man, Yuri, right there. Well, and I mean, that's, it was interesting because that's one of the things that this show has always done very well is it takes a character 
that you can't help but not like because like Murray in the third season or second or third season, like he didn't like this dude. He was annoying. He was kind of a dick and Yuri was the same way, but there's a little piece of him that he was just funny enough that you were entertained. And so like that redemption piece and that being added in same with Steve and this. So there's so many characters that start off as annoying and you're not supposed to like them, but you just kind of do. So like Yuri for me, it was like, oh, they did that really good. But it was so, it was so wrapped up in a storyline that I was like, oh my God, I just don't need this. But I'll say this, the other piece that I got irritated by as I was watching last night and into this morning was this whole Steve and uh, Nancy thing, like just fucking pull the trigger on it. Like nobody, okay, Maybe some people. I was never a fan of Jonathan and Nancy anyway. So I, I don't need that shit. Like I, and so watching them have their interaction was fine. But then this whole ending where Jonathan's back and it's all awkward and weird. Just break up with this fucking dude. Quit f- dicking around and just get it done. And Because I, I was like, we didn't need it anyway. She could have just been on her own why does she always gotta be with someone I it, I was just annoyed by that whole thing throughout the entire season not just these last two but by these last two it was really grating on me their interactions and like her and Steve will they won't they and I'm just like oh my god whatever let's just move on and I you know that's probably two hours of content throughout the whole season that you could have gone hmm. without you know what I mean so I think there were some you know odd who, choices that they pushed themselves into. You know who grew on me throughout the season? Argyle. Quite like that guy. Alec, every time he was on screen, I just got a listeners out there, for those of you that don't know what Alec looks like, Argyle and Alec are like, they could be the same person. Alec has... My dude! <laughs> and if Alec was a stoner, I feel like that would be a personality you would take on. And I would be completely okay with that. Great guy. Yeah. Let me tell you, bro, Chachos, the fact that Argyle puts pineapple on his pizza, do not deny it until you try it, my dudes. Dude. I, my dudes. Both Eleven and Mike went down a notch for me. But at least Eleven, because Mike didn't actually say it was delicious, but Eleven starts freaking out over it. And, like, and, mm-hmm. and I got to dress. Just poor, old, poor Mike. If we're talking about... It made me think of Neville Longbottom and Harry Potter. I hope there's a redemption arc there somewhere in the way that this kid into man looks. Because, man, right now, puberty has just not been kind to him. If we're talking about child stars that have aged into cinema, his transition has been anything but good. He needs a fucking haircut. It worked when he was a child, like a little kid. It, it, it stopped working now. after Ghostbusters. He needs... A fucking haircut. If he were to cut his hair, get a nice... I mean, it doesn't even have to go, like, super short, but... It would help him exponentially, because right now, the it's just... I, every time I see it, I just gotta... I kind of... I chuck on the inside, just like, oh! Like, at least Will, who looks stupid in his, like, his bowl cut, like... It's, you just know it's for the movie. It's the 80s thing, and that's what it is what it is. People were down back then, but, like, man, Will just... Oof. 
Maybe maybe for season five, he'll come uh, to his senses. Yeah, I think it's the actor that needs to do it. I think that's his. But he he looks like a young Howard Stern. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. He still so he still wears that hair outside of Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that. Oh, that's that's on him then. That's bad. Sure. That, sure. Yeah. That someone needs to tell him, you will stay a virgin <laughs> until <laughs> you get that haircut. That's probably like, false, it. but he. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's false because. Yeah. Yes, it goes without saying, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how you have a cool ass name like Finn Wolfhard, and then you wear your hair like that. Like, well, he needs to go on one of those carnivore diets and bulk up a little bit. That it looks too. Like yeah, that too. He weighs thirty he's pounds, a, soaking he's, wet. He's a knobby son. That's true. He. Yeah, he's a lanky son of a gun. He needs Do you think they also paid the uh, eleven? I don't know her. It's Millie. She has a coolie, Millie Bob. Millie What's Bobby her, Brown. Her, yeah, she's a cool stage name. If that's not her real name, but I hope they paid her a little bit more because she had to freaking recut her hair again. No, it was all, that was a wig cap. I was a wig. I did a good job then. Yeah, because she couldn't through. this time because she's she was filming uh, Anola Holmes two. And a couple other uh, things while she was doing it. So, well, that was that was a good wig cap then, because couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah, they and I thought it was. I thought they really cut her hair again until I saw a post somewhere that they showed her. It was side by side with poor uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer, who had to go through seven hours of the makeup chair because all of that oh. uh, Vecna stuff was was actually makeup and prosthetics. So. Well, he was probably wearing that when he was that scene with Max and Elle in the house when they had a lot of close-ups. That looked very, like, practical effects. And, man, that sure looked good. And they still had some CGI and parts where it was, like, coming on. And you yeah. could tell they, they shelled out a fair penny there. But it did work there. I was like, yeah, it looks really good. I mean, there was two really good CGI scenes. When Hopper cut the head off of the, mm -hmm. the Demigorgon, that was awesome. And then there was another, it was the... Was it that Vecna scene right there too? They had like two back to back, and both of us. I was like, I told Taylor, like, that's a lot of money on screen right there, but it worked because the CGI when he transitioned into the upside down. Yeah. That's why I was just like, because they spent it would look so good there. How did they let that other one look so bad? I just think it's we're still not to the point where, unless it's geared towards looking a little bit animated, we haven't figured out how to make humans look human. Like fully human, so when you do that full mm -hmm. body facial, yeah, it um, never looks. No, it's it's always going to have that makes computer me think look of, um, to it. Uh, what was that movie we just saw with um, not Venom, but the other Morbius? Mm -hmm. It's you go back to that, you're just like, oh, like we are not there yet. Yeah, like, yeah, we're just not. I unless you, it, it's either going to look video gamey, or you have to make your whole show like an animated style so that it fits. Mm -hmm. Other than that, like they just haven't figured it out. So, but yeah, that, but the, I mean that stuff. Once he's in Vecna, the the CGI does look pretty good, especially because it's yeah. built on practical effects, which is always better in my opinion. Unless, as Alec pointed out in TikTok, it's hurting animals. Then I'm not okay with that. Um. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've poo pooed on the show a lot. I want to talk about these fucking kids, man. The acting in this show, from the kids especially, like Millie Bobby Brown, since you brought her up, and Gatton Matazano, oh my god. 
those two and their emotions and like, man, they're hella good, hella good. And Eleven, we've known that the whole time. Like Millie Bobby Brown, no questions asked. Like she's always been able to pull emotions out. Like season three, when like her and and Billy were going at it, and she had like that. Like, on the show, like, that was, like, real for the actress. Like, they show, like, you can watch behind the scenes, like, where she almost has, like, a breakdown. And, like, and Finn Wolfhard's, like, hugging her. And it got into the scene, but it was because, like, she was literally struggling. Because that's how into it she gets. So we knew that. But, man, this the whole Eddie scene with Gaten Matazano and he's losing it. And then even worse with the dude's uncle. Like, I was like, damn, kid, you're good. Because... That was, like, real emotion. So, I'm impressed. We need to protect these kids. I don't I don't want a bunch of freaking whacked-out former child actors when they grow up and become full-fledged mm. adults. I, I worry about that with every great kid actor because so many of them in the past have had issues. And so I hope well, why they, do they turn to the, to the drugs? Because it happens so often that there there's, is some sort of pitfall that could can come up just I, I just think it's because people i look peer pressure for i mean it's a terrible to call it that but when you have access to anything you want people will give it to you and and that stuff's dangerous so i hope i really hope they don't i hope they have a good support system and i you know the good thing is is they've got some also got some veteran actors around them in this show that i think they seem like they have good relationships with outside of work, and so hopefully they'll they'll keep them out. Yeah. And all of the actors that are around them, they're veteran. Like Winona Ryder, she had her own issues from being a child actor actress, and uh, David Harbour had some career issues. So I hopefully they're helping to steer them in the right direction. But they're just so good. The only one that yeah, the emotions, yeah, the only one I struggled with emotion from the emotional side was. Uh, Noah Schnapp, which, who plays Will. Like, mm. I had a hard time with some of his emotional stuff, but I like the kid. Like, I'm assuming just, he is was... his uh, character supposed to be homosexual? I think so. I yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. I just, that's another one that I was like, and I get, like, he has a, cr- he has a crush on Will. Uh, or Mike. On Mike, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I, because from that standpoint, if, like, that's the way they're going, I get all of You get all of what? <laughs> all of his emotional um, kind of takes perfectly. Sure. No, and I believe me, I get the way that it, they're playing it. and they. I just think, like, he's not quite as believable as those other two that we talked about. It comes off as slightly more robotic to me. Yeah, it's more, you can tell he's acting, which I get it. The kids, I mean, I don't even, I think they're barely 18, 19 years old, so... It's impressive that they still pull that off, but and yeah, from to be honest with you, it's been interesting to watch the parallel of Robin versus Will because, as far as we know, they're both they're both dealing with the same issue, right? It, but one has she's got Steve, who's wildly supportive and and helping her get through that, and she's still got those struggles. And in the eighties, that shit was real, man. Late 70s, early 80s, that was, there's no question that that was not an easy time. Not that it is now, but it's far more socially yeah. accepted now than it was, I 
believe me, when I grew up, that was it was quite common for those slang and slurs to get thrown around without even recognizing that how hurtful and that that I, there was probably someone of that community, the LGBTQ community around you without knowing it because it was you were a pariah in that case, and that's sad to say, but growing up, it was the truth. Um, and then the the juxtaposition with Will, who nobody knows, and the only support he's got is is Big Brother Jonathan, who still doesn't, I think, figured it out, but doesn't have it fully. It's never come out, so it's an interesting to see both sides of that in that way. But I like the way they portray that. He's got to go to Argyle. That'll be the greatest support structure ever. Yeah, no kidding. My dude. <laughs> My dudes. Dude, and I loved, like, the the <laughs> the dollar store version of <laughs> Argyle <laughs> at the Nevada freaking pizza joint. The little bit curly hair, and they give him the, have you ever had purple whatever? <laughs> purple delight or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> Alex, do you ever just go out into the forest and look for shrooms and all the time? <laughs> Except here, it's uh, I go out into the desert yeah. and look for um, sage. Mm. But same principle. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Our guy was pretty awesome. What do we think about? I mean, a huge part of this these episodes was the kind of conclusion of Papa. That whole kind of circling back in that journey. Um, what did everyone think there? If my thoughts personally, okay, I'm glad he's dead. Uh, it was just so that whole scene was so interesting. This it was big, it was military on military, like U.S. on U.S. just killing and like outright, like just no one left alive. When I they got out of the the bunker and you see all the the lab coats and everything, like oh man, like they. They're not leaving a soul alive. And this is American on American killing. It's like, I, I, like, I guess that can happen. But that was, that was some extreme stuff. And then Papa, I think it was kind of true to form that he didn't want to let Eleven go, even though he said he was going to and wasn't necessarily surprised that Eleven wasn't strong enough to break away. Um, at times, I felt like it was a little slow and exhaustive. But I think it was... They wanted to paint the picture that she had finally faced her demons and grown up and realized she wasn't the monster. Um, it was it was someone else, and I get the delivery behind that, but I think it could have been done in a much uh, quicker fashion. Yeah. Go ahead. The ask. thing about the secret base kind of angle is that that's a really easy cover-up. So you don't have to worry about anybody sure. poking their nose where they don't. Um, and plus you have this kind of, I don't know if he's a colonel or what he is, but he is on the war path. Um, he's not going to let a few MPs and a couple guys in lab coats get it, you know, get in his way. But I, I think it took too long for her to finally turn against Papa because you have the fact that he's essentially abused her in her entire life. Um, and we see her kind of recognize the abuse several times in earlier seasons. And then we just got her memories back where she's been talking to one and she understands that, oh, Henry is kind of going through the same things, you know, I did. Talks about how Papa lies and all these things. And then she still just, it takes him getting shot three times.
for her to kind of make peace with her demons. And so I don't I don't know how they're trying to portray that if they were going for, you know, like to show how much power this man still had over her. Um, but I was like, dude, you've had so many opportunities and so many chances to dude. end this end this guy's life. Um, so I was like, ah, dude, just get on with it. He doesn't need to be here anymore. Yeah, I would agree. I think my problem with it was they went in so many weird directions. Like, like we're sitting there in the argument between the two of them where she's literally calling him out saying, you sent me into the darkness to find Henry. And it's he doesn't, he kind of denies it. But I, I think the implication is that he's, that she was right, that that's what, the goal mm-hmm. was not necessarily the Russians, but to find the to find Henry, at least in part, right? But then we don't get that payoff, other than him laying on the ground and saying everything I did did I did for you, and she basically saying, "Yeah, I'm not gonna say that I understand that because it's bullshit." But I, it took a long time, like you said, to get there, and I think his story, while kind of necessary I guess to get her powers back I still feel like that was another piece that I didn't necessarily need I think I would have enjoyed it more with Owens being in charge and maybe even including the colonel that whatever yeah the and you know the goal was now these two are fighting Owens is trying to help her get back to what's going on and help her remember and the general's like or the colonel or whoever's like no she's done and then they turn on each other in the middle of the thing i think you could have done it without bringing him back i i thought it was lazy that they brought him back when they brought him back so i I, that's kind of my thought process but yeah i could have done without it just didn't it was another piece that i just didn't buy into very well so are they ever gonna I don't know, make Eleven's fight scenes more interesting. <laughs> because, like, I understand earlier seasons using the hand and everything, and that's how they illustrate what's happening. But her only move is to scream and throw her hand out there. Yeah. And Millie Bobby Brown has grown a lot in her acting capabilities and very clearly the the badass of the group. Mm-hmm. So I want to see, I would love to see her, like, reload her biceps like Henry Cavill does Mm. in Mission Impossible. Or have some other kind of, you know, I don't know, thing that she does to make these fight scenes more interesting. Because, I mean, you're wasting great talent by just having her sit there and scream. Yeah. I'm with you there. I can see that. They do need to find some variety within that whole thing. Um... I will say that I really enjoyed the whole plan. If you take out the whole 11 piece and, like, the planning that went into going, like, yeah, their whole plan and going to get the guns. And, like, that was another piece that I felt like throughout the season, I'll just get this out and then I'll go back to the plan. The, The whole high school jock kids, like, that was forced added tension that I just don't know, again, was necessary. I get why they did it and there were parts in the first seven episodes that i really like we talked about it i really laughed at this kid and his freaking you know being able to pep up a whole town through his speeches as a kid but i 
by the end of it, like his and Lucas's fight, and then them going after the little sister, like I just was like, okay, I get why it had to happen, but it just felt like a throwaway piece when everything else that was going on was so interesting to me, you know, um, the whole Robin and Nancy and Steve like sneaking through the house. I liked the Max and Lucas like writing in a notebook thing. That was really cool and cute and, and emotional. And then, but like I said, there were just parts of it that it was just, I, everything that was so good had like a mirror image that I was like, this just isn't necessary. So it was definitely like over bloated because they're like, we can do whatever, you know, Netflix is going to let us do what the hell we want. Did, did Eddie's death feel, I don't know, like when he turned back and it was like the distraction at that point, I turned to him, I was like, there's no point of doing this though. This is literally just a suicide job because they've already distracted them enough I don't know. That, that, I get why they wanted to have him not run away and, and face and stand up to something and be a hero, but that's when I was like, well, he, he could have just stayed and maybe not died. Yeah. But people have to die. I know why. They didn't know how to write his redemption arc with the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They could see no way to clear his name, so they killed him. <laughs> well, and I laughed because I was thinking to myself as I was climbing into bed at the end of the, after I was done watching it going, it does not pay to not be a core member of the cast in this show. Cause there's a lot of people that have died because Poor they're Barb. Yeah. I mean, Barb and then, uh, the poor boyfriend in season two that I really enjoyed. Cause yeah, I, it's just like, yeah, it doesn't pay. Because I I knew that Eddie was toast. And especially after such a great rendition of freaking Master of Puppets, like him just jamming out on the top of that thing. I was like, I want more Metallica of that. Metallica had yeah. to be, Metallica had to be happy because I'm sure they had to get permission for that. But oh, once yeah. they were like, that song, this scene, go for it. Yeah. No, it's great. It's really good. Yeah, I really Steve. loved how he goes with Gatton. Yeah. Gate. Uh, I don't know. Like, we're not heroes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're look back and forth. He's got his dog tags on. Yep. <laughs> it's so it. great. Yeah, those two were fun. Uh, and I, for me, that character, like, yeah, and I've already sung his praise, but Gatton Matarazzo, I love that kid. Dustin's like my one. He's probably my favorite character in the show. Always has been. Like, I've always enjoyed that dude. Um, but yeah, like I, it's interesting. I, hey, what, was it on the episode that the last episode that we did, Alec, or was it just you and I talking that I was? Because I got pretty proud of myself when we saw Vecna creating the mind flare, the mind flare as a spider. I think as, that was the uh, last episode. Yeah, I didn't remember if we yeah. talked about it during the episode or if it was just you and I talking because I had that thought going. Oh, he had an obsession with spiders, and that thing looks like a big old spider. So we got the answer that he created the mind flare using whatever that dust is, or the yeah. So still a little to learn about the upside down, but we certainly know who's in control out there. So we got that answered. Well, it's like you. We did talk about though. We did say Vecna was going to 
be our concluding uh, villain through mm-hmm. season four and five, which I could tell was going that way. And I think we were right. And I'm okay with that. I personally think that if, if it wasn't him, it was someone else. I think it would have been exhausting and like, man, when does this really end? So, cause I like that we, we know a lot about Vecta, the backstory. Um, I think Henry and number one or whatever we're calling it, like, I quite like the, the backstory. It's compelling. I feel this is a villain that's formidable and the rage and desire to destroy Hawkins makes sense to me. Like it's all, it's coming together in that regard where all the, the equity that we put into the season, understanding why Hawkins is kind of in the thick of it. It, it does work for me. Like I, I have found myself being like, all right, like I like how we're going to probably come to a pretty insane conclusion. Just poor Hawkins, like mm-hmm. poor, poor, poor Hawkins, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, that was a hell of a final scene, like final shot though, with the, everybody standing on that like hillside thing, looking down on the the city that looks like a volcano coming out of it, and yeah, that was pretty ominous looking. So they definitely have their work cut out for them in season you five. Did, you know, the president got a call, and he's like, "Wait, what? What? And what?" And he's like, "Where is it, Hawkins? Yeah, where's that Indiana?" He's like, "Oh, thank goodness, we're fine." <laughs> State's tiny anyway. Leave it alone. No. Yeah, should be interesting. I am looking forward to season five. I hope they don't. I hope it's not bloated like this. I hope they can figure out how to tell that story in a normal television sized. I'm hoping because everyone is also in the same location and we can get back to him because now having core Hopper back like he's my favorite character. I missed him just being Hopper and it will always be different. A skinny Hopper uh, as, as we call it. But I'm excited to have him back um, and kind of the whole gang together in that regard. And I'm hoping maybe they can turn it to more into like stranger things one um, and have that vibe and kind of close it out. Cause if they're going to do another season of four, three or four different plot lines in multiple locations, I, I think they're going to definitely lose me Yeah, because they push, push me to my brink a little bit. Yeah. While I've poo pooed on it, I get why they did what they did because everything was so separated. And I think they they ended season three not knowing if they were going to do a season four or five. And so once it was renewed, they had to bring everybody back together. So I do get it. I think they overbloated it even more than it needed to be, but I hope season five is smaller. What about you, Alec? Final thoughts? Uh. Is this whole show just one big D&D campaign, JJ? Pretty much. Because where did Hopper's sword come from when that, he writes uh, a demigorgon? That was those shitty yeah. weapons that they gave him at the yeah. end of this first season. So that when didn't they didn't look shitty, that well, looked awesome. Well, it I looked see. like he rolled a natural twenty on his perception <laughs> roll as the dumb barbarian, and the DM was like, "Okay, fuck it, here we go." <laughs> oh, I love it when you give me my intros, Alec. No, it's <laughs> you're not wrong, but it was like so when they were in the first part of the season. Um, when they were getting ready to fight the Demigorgons in the last episode, I think, they ha- opened up, like, a cabinet that were... And I say shitty weapons, not because it was a terrible, like, made weapon, because it did look like... A, I thought, I was like, he's going to raise his hands and be like, by the power of Grayskull. Like, that's what <laughs> I saw. So it was like... I. But they opened up that cover, and it was all, like, melee weapons. There weren't, like, guns or anything. So that was left on the ground from that initial fight if you can call it that, that he lit his spear on fire. Um, so that's what I keep, but yeah, that's, that was quite an ornate sword. Like, 
Yeah. Like, like I said, that's I was waiting for him to be like, by the power of Grayskull and turn into He-Man freaking Hopper. It was going to be great. There's definitely going to be some cosplay with that sword or someone's going to make that and, and sell it and make some good money out of that because it looked pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a replica yeah. made. But other than that, I really liked it. I did have another coward moment. Um, my <laughs> my arrow garden went off again. Uh, Oshi insists insists on watching these episodes with the lights off. Sure, don't understand these aren't why. Scary episodes. They are scary <laughs> episodes. No. So what? What happened? are you even jumping at? Like Vecna. That's the one thing we've seen so much that Vecna's not scary. Just a compelling villain. Well, okay. Like, so you... uh, let me paint the picture, man. Yeah, right? paint the they've, picture. They've kicked. They've kicked Vecna out of the second story. Right. He falls to the ground. He's burning. They come out the front door. He's gone, right? So we know he's not dead. Then the clock starts chiming, right? Ding, ding, right? Right? At the fourth chime, the light flips off. After the fourth chime comes, there's that little pause. The light clicks off, and I went straight to the ceiling. (laughs) My gosh. I would love watching shit like this with you, dude. I'm serious. (laughs) It's bad. That's funny. My goodness. Oh, I almost forgot. Okay, if they don't bring Max back, I fuck this show. Because freaking Sadie Sink is a treasure. Dude, she kills it every time she's on screen. And when she has like these emotional moments where she's going through things and I it just so and Max was one of those characters like when they brought her in in season two or no, season three she started, huh? So just last season, like I was like, oh, a new character. Well, whatever. But no, I this girl just kills it, and I was so mad. And yet I was torn because I was like, wow, they had the balls to actually kill off a character that is wildly beloved in this show. So I was impressed. So I'm interested to see what will happen with with Max. I think of all the things that had me emotionally like yeah, they did invested a really good job with that was Max and. That was another moment when she was, like, dying, and Lucas is losing it, and again, Millie Bobby Brown was in the the water part, like, in the mine place, and then, and she's losing it, and then Sadie's, like, or the Max is, like, I don't want to die. Man, that was, that was crushing for me. Like, I was so mad, and yet I was like, wow, that's impressive, but I was mad, big mad, because I was saying the whole time, if they kill Max, I'm going to be pissed. So I'm a little salty because it seems like she's at least not able to. She's not conscious in some way because Eleven can't get and to her. Blind. But yeah, and blind, and every limb was broken, and I'm like, damn. So I'm hoping they bring her back and not evilly because that would suck if she's like the new Vecna vessel or something. That would suck. Anyway. I didn't want to leave that out because Sadie Sink is amazing, and we didn't talk about Max at all. So, and she's a redhead, so okay. Yeah, there you go. She's awesome. I hope that she gets a lot more jobs because she's fantastic. better red than dead, Max. Yep, better red than dead. <laughs> Love it. All right. Little known fact out there that when redheads die, their their heart can go up for a minute, but <laughs> we can come back one time, just once, just once. They get a they get a, a res, just one res. That's actually our soul that was taken from us coming back for the first time. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Sadie Sink is a I she's a fantastic little actress, so they better bring her back. I want her uh in the X Men as Jean Grey so bad I can taste it. Like she would be amazing because she's cool and she's feisty anyway. Um yeah, there it is. Anything else we want to add? Excited for them to wrap a bow. I'm I do appreciate the the buildup of Vecna. I think it's a compelling villain to close out a very popular series and I hope they, like I said, the gang's back more in a centralized location, going to have more of like a Stranger Things one feel and vibe. Um, I'm hopeful. Season five was, it was good. It was a little drawn out and lengthy, but I mean, all things considered, we've been pretty critical at the same time. It was extremely emotional. I thought the overall plot was pretty darn compelling, especially for a season four. And I, I will watch season five. I'm looking forward to seeing the conclusion. So all things considered, I'm, I, was, I was happy. I just wish they would have broken up a little bit more. Uh, but beyond that, though, like pretty well written um, across the board. Yeah. I poo-pooed it a lot, but I overall I enjoyed it. It was just a lot all at once. All right. Well, there it is. Matson, tell everybody where they can find us outside of here. Yeah. Go check us out on TikTok first and foremost. Um, I think Instagram, we're going to be starting some reels as well. Alec is trickling like Vecna across <laughs> platforms, worlds, social media. Alex are our Vecna of the, the, the media there. So, in fact, maybe there's some, like, you might want to play around with that one, Alec. But uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but predominantly TikTok and, and Insta. And then uh, just hit that follow, like, or subscribe button. We've got weird content with a, a tiger that we think is alive, uh, movie trivia, Random videos, pizza and ice cream together. I mean, come check it out. And then also we've got a ton of things coming up with with TV, with Miss Marvel ongoing. We're going to do Terminal List, uh, concluding with the boys. We've got uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, Bullet Train. Um, We just did our content calendar this week. Very busy for the upcoming months. Uh, Excited. And going to be throwing in some some new flavors of the month in August uh, with trying out some just talking about some general topics we want to do that have nothing to do with movies or tv and just kind of inserting something new into your all's life as well and see how that goes definitely alex vecna that's funny i like that. i am left-handed so check <laughs> pizza and ice cream is pretty much argyle approved at this point so check yeah yikes we are a weird bunch of people What's up, nachos? I love it. All right, well, there it is. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in for Stranger Things Review, Season 4, the last part two. Um, Yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Cinematic out.